Welcome back everyone to episode 3 of Shisadva. It's actually crazy that we are 3 episodes into this season. It feels like we're flying through these episodes every single time I listen to them, you know? It really, it really does. Like, because I think, what I honestly, uh, looking back at these episodes, they genuinely feel like all the, like, equipment, the mics, whatever, they've been like flies on the wall. Like, I've, it feels like we've been genuinely having conversations on the, like, on the fly and someone has magically mm. uh, captured them for us. Yeah. Um, I love it. I don't know. I love it too. Anyways, to start us off with an icebreaker, Sada, um, I just wanted to ask you a question since the summer season is coming to a near close. What has been the song of the summer for you? Song of the summer. Okay. Um, song of the summer. You know, I've listened to a lot of Masroor Al-Layla this summer. Really? Yeah, I know it's very I, random. I, I never got into Masroor Al-Layla as much as I would have. Like, I, I feel like it's so up my street. But unfortunately, I've yet yeah, to Yeah, I feel like it is up your, like, alley or whatever. Like, I don't know. They're just so fun. They're so energetic. They're so spiritual. They're so... Like, Marikh is such an emotional song. And it's literally, like, the same verse repeated constantly and the same vocals and ayudi mm-hmm. is such a good song like ashabi is such a personal song i don't know i listen to masroor al-layla a lot this summer like if i reflect on this summer um and yeah and recently charlie xcx she came out with a new song good ones. i love charlie i, I love her yeah what about you what's been your song God, this summer Charlie. You know what's so funny? At the beginning of the summer, I had like created like a playlist for for like the summer, um, and slowly but surely, it transcended into Italian trap, Italian and then it went trap? into German German trap, and then French trap. So I have like a like my mind is has been discombobulated with all these different languages that I don't even decipher. If you are not um, a polyglot like, right on. now, like I don't know what I you're wish. doing wrong. If you're listening to all this, I'm trying I mean, my hardest. Trap, I'm mind. trying my it's hardest. Trap. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair. But otherwise, a throwback that's been literally like highlighting my entire summer is because you move me. Um, I don't Why? even know how to say the artist's name. Yeah, it's it's Tin Liquor and Hell's Loot. Oh, um, that sounds like you from. just hexed me. Like, no offense <laughs> to that name. No offense to that name and the culture behind it. I hope. But, yeah, no. I hope they're stage names. I hope they're stage. Yeah, names. I hope it's a stage I'm name. I'm not sure though. Oh my god! Speaking of stages, that is such a amazing, yeah. like, natural transition. Ali is our artist of this episode, um, and Ali is a very theatrical, theatrical person. Uh, Ali Hosseini is an Emirati visual artist. He's currently studying in Parsons in New York. Mashallah. Um, and he's just an awesome person he's super fun he's super energetic he has so much he's a ball of like energy i don't know how else to explain it other than him being a ball of energy and yeah his series his photo series is very staged and very theatrical um so i'm excited to delve in this conversation with him into this conversation with him if you all want to follow ali his instagram handle is at alila.002 so that's A-L-I-L-A. I don't know if you know the Shamsa, but Alila is just Ali and backwards. then Ali backwards. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, so Alila.002. And I presume he's born um, in 2002. Check out his work. 
Yes, yes. Check out his work. Check out also his prints on our website, www.sawalif.store. We have two prints available from this photo series. Very awesome, awesome prints. I happen to own a painting of one of these prints. And I am so jealous. Um, Stay jealous. <laughs> and make sure to also pre-order our book while you are on there. Um, Encapsulated Volume 1 Photo Essays on Khaliginus Which is the book that Ali is currently in And what else? What else? Oh follow us on Instagram At Collective. Follow us on TikTok At Sawalif.co Follow us on Twitter At Sawalif underscore co By the way our Twitter is popping uh, Yeah I think I like to believe Our t- Twitter is popping Our Twitter is very fun I mean most of the engagement happens on Instagram Yeah But Twitter is also fun In my opinion Yeah it's, a, it's unexpected um, But it's there yeah but anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this episode let us get right into this conversation with ali well we have officially started recording guys um Ali, if you want to introduce yourself to everyone, um, that would be great. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I'm Ali Al-Hawasani. I'm a visual artist based in the Abu Dhabi Emirate. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Abu Dhabi Emirate of the Emirates. The Emirate of Air. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> what kind of mediums do you work on, Ali? I work in oil paint and like other sorts of painting techniques and photography. Very nice. Hello, Ali. Ali's a very performative guest that we have today with us. What are you, are um, you calling me fake? What are you? I'm not calling you fake. Why I'm are just you calling, calling me you interesting? I'm calling okay. you interesting. Wow. Because I mean. Performance is something that we see. Uh, yeah, exactly. Take the, yeah, compliment. take the compliment. Performance is something we see in your work a lot, actually. And mm-hmm. yeah, and especially in the um, Mizan Abimi. I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Mizan Abimi. Could you pronounce? Yeah. Uh, Mizan. That is. A v- I'm not French. That's what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we I was, all are you know, French. You know, I was, I was thinking, is it pretentious to call French like yeah, a French name? You know, but then I like. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the exactly. So why wait? Why did you choose a French name? Because that's like the like the name for a play within a play. That's what they call. Um, See, a play within a, a play? play within a play, a performance. Yeah. You're uh, performing <laughs> in another performance. That's what I said. Okay. You are performative. So can you tell Damn. us about this performance? Can you tell us why you are hyper aware of your performance? And how you practice this type of performance? I feel like I feel like it's been like very obvious for me when I was performing. Yeah, I had to. I feel like everyone feels this way. Like even your first day at school, you get like anxiety or like whatever you see at school, you feel anxious. Like you're ready to uh, like prepare yourself. You know, I don't know if you guys feel this, but whenever I go to school, I feel like. Oh, I'm bracing for this thing and I'm like trying to like put my head in a different headspace and I'm trying to act like something else, you know, like put all my other issues aside and like just be the person they know me to be, you know? 
Um, is it something that you're like, is it something that you're constantly aware of? Like, is it something that you, yeah. Like even when I'm like talking to my, uh, siblings had to, like, I'm very cautious of like, Oh, I don't want to like burden them. I don't want to like make them feel depressed or anything. So yeah, I, 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 I up the antics, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like. I make. I don't want them to feel like, oh, he's depressed. But today I did that bit. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Until you heard the birds. Yeah, and then I was like, you know, birds and stuff. But I had to, especially, especially when I was very young. I would, I'd go to my grandfather's place, and my dad would be like, oh, you can't wear this. You have to wear a kendora and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. And then it's become like this thing. So it makes like, you oh, aware of these never. things. Yeah, like I can never be, oh, I can't wear whatever I want to see my grandpa. Or like, oh, I can't. I remember once we were going to visit him. And uh, I wasn't wearing, I was like asleep. And he was like, you know what, I want to go see him. And he left me in the car. <laughs> he left me in the car because <laughs> I wasn't wearing candola. And they went to say hi. And then he was like looking for me. He was like, Whatever, where is he? Where is he? And he's like, oh, he's asleep in the car. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna go get him. And then my <laughs> grandpa came, and he saw me in my clothes. And my dad was like, oh, he's in sports clothes. He just did sports, and he's tired. So I was like, okay, nice. <laughs> Wait, so Mike, so I want to ask. There are like three types of performances now that I'm identifying. There's a performance that you put on for others. There's a performance that people impose on you. And there's mm-hmm. performance for yourself. So yeah. which one do you think affects you the most? Performance that you put on for others, performance imposed on you, or performance for yourself? Um, what do you mean performance by Which one is performance by I don't like know. When, the story... um, I think the performance for yourself, I think, is interesting when uh, I think it manifests in your creative Mm. project almost. Uh, like oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah like how i want to be perceived right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like when I, before i go to school and stuff yeah like, but then the story yeah. with your dad for example made me think oh this is a play of performance that is being imposed onto you and it's not yeah. a mm. performance that you're putting it's like on, an expectation that you need to fulfill through through that so not even an expectation yeah. but something that's literally imposed already dictated you know it's already happening yeah yeah you know so i wonder if you have one that has affected you the most or affected the way you creatively think about things i mean i think i think the the most impactful one is like the like imposed on me because that's when i feel least comfortable the other Mm -hmm. ones i feel like okay i could I could act this way, like I don't mind it, you know. It's just tiring. But that was like, oh, I'm being someone else. I don't know how to be this person, and it's like, it's ty- It's really confusing. Am I? And I never know if I'm doing it right or wrong. And it's like, yeah. I wanted like, to ask okay, you, like, it's never enough. Sorry. Even. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just gonna ask, like, with those. Um, Considering, I feel like, uh, like I feel like it's very natural for a human to sort of have a, like 
personas, you know, depending mm-hmm. on where they are, who they're interacting with, and sometimes depending on their mood. Um, and yeah. I was just wondering if, like, for you, uh, is there mm-hmm. ever, like, a time where, like, you feel like fulfilling the expectation just feels natural? Or is it, like, because say, for example, like, um, sometimes, like, when I'm, uh, like, going to university, there's, like, specific, like, uh, like ambiance or attitude that's, like, mm-hmm. that, like is played up, you know, obviously, like, when you're, you're in an educational environment. And that's, like, a persona that I have, I think, like, this, like, I don't know, that manifests when I'm in a, quote-unquote, educational environment. And I don't mm-hmm. mind it. It feels natural. Whereas, for example, on a different scale, like, if I'm going to someone's house and I'm expected to speak Arabic, methadan. Um, for me, that feels imposed, you know, and that's a persona that I feel like isn't comfortable. So I was just wondering on like, in your experiences, how that plays out. I mean, I think I don't have expected roles like as much as like, it's expected of me to be like professional or whatever. I can't keep up being professional. Most people <laughs> know I'm not professional. <laughs> Like even <laughs> even my teachers and stuff is like oh it's Ali like don't worry about it you know but okay. it's like but when it comes to like when I'm getting into an environment like my grandpa's house or or any like any family tea it feels like or even like governmental buildings or any of that stuff tea it feels yeah. very dense the air feels dense tea I feel heavy like. Am I walking correctly? <laughs> you know what's so funny? Uh, today, I went to the bank and the guy at the counter was like, can I have your ID? I was like, yeah, of course. And I gave him my ID. And he was like, this is your ID? I was like, yeah. He was like, he giggled. And then he was like, I'm sorry. It just doesn't look like you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? Uh, <laughs> go contact your costume designer. Contact your costume designer. Whatever is going yeah, on right bro. now. You're yeah. not putting on your performance correctly. Yeah, he's like, you are not doing it correctly. He's like, are you sure you're yeah. here to represent yourself? It, uh, what's interesting is like the idea of um, structures and spaces that um, dictate or define how or what performance you put on. And like, obviously, we know that when we go into different places, we have different expectations of different ways of acting. But I wonder if when you're producing creatively, when you're in a state of mind where you're like, okay, I'm about to sit down and make a painting or photograph something, or I'm about to create some sort of collage, do you have any structures, any, any labels, any barriers, a uniform? Do you have a uniform that you put on so that you can enter this state of creative development? Yeah, like, do you have like a specific creative process? For instance, like, I know a lot of people will do specific things in preparation for a creative like endeavor um for me like when it's in my room it's usually like a specific sort of lighting it's a specific like uh, like feeling but when it's like a studio kind of thing it doesn't matter like i go in there and um i, I just do my work but usually if i start the project i it first comes from like a spontaneous like inspiration like, oh i really like this and i have to like ooh. do something about it. like ooh, like shawty this, this <laughs> like uh and i'm like 
yeah, like I need to do this. And I, and I put it in a, in a category or like in, I, I write down the word and then I like, I find everything that associates with that word to me. Mm. And then I like collectively find all those inspirations of movies, books, uh, poems, uh, stories, uh, history, all that kind of stuff. And I just like try to explore that. That's so interesting. That's so like holistic. Yeah, yeah, it's holistic, but also it's like I feel like at least from my perception, it's a standard way of how people um, come to creative development. Like the, I feel like mm-hmm. research and coming from a spontaneous idea is something that a lot of creatives they start. That's how they begin their process. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if when you enter this space that you feel like that these are the set of rules that I need to follow. That every single time I need to wait for this spontaneous idea to happen and then I need to find my research and then I need to find my inspiration. Or do you think that in a studio space, because you said when I go into a studio space, none of that matters. I just do whatever I want. Do you think that you are no longer performing in the studio space? Do you think there's that... Yeah. Yeah, right? That physical entrance, like how you said physically entering the bank or uh, government buildings... Do you think physically entering the studio changes everything about your performance? Mm, it definitely amplifies. Like it definitely amplifies. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm making something that's like, like it does, I'm not performing anymore. It's like, uh, like I'm projecting. You know, I'm projecting, projecting my, yeah, I'm projecting myself mm-hmm. onto like something, or what I'm feeling, or what, or what I'm thinking. You know interesting that's um i was just gonna ask you a question um like you you did art in school right yeah so like i feel i wanted to ask this question and like salam also like if you have any like input like i'd love to hear i did theater when i was in school and before mm-hmm. that i did like visual oh, arts and i also did music so i feel Yo. like whenever i was in school i had a very specific creative process that was imposed on me and that this mm-hmm. is the right way to go about it or this is what you need to do because like you need to submit your planning process or your process journals mm-hmm. or whatever and so like whenever i was in school i had a standard way of doing things because it was expected of me and then ever mm-hmm. since coming out of school i'm studying like in university but it's not an artistic uh, or a creative major like i'm doing sociology so for me ever since leaving school it's been like three years every time i have a creative endeavor it's been like a creative endeavor that i've gone to uh like on a personal note like not in an academic way so my creative process has changed and sometimes i feel like it's less organized more disheveled and sometimes less um less comes out of me you know because i'm not putting so much effort because like I'm not putting so much effort into that, like research and like doing all those things that like, obviously you're expected to do when you're in a class. But I was just wondering, how does your creative process or how has it changed ever since leaving school or, or uh, do you find that there's this big difference between those two different layouts of exploration? And I think uh, school definitely gave me the format to like start a project, but Mm -hmm. leaving school, I have more freedom to do something spontaneous, like, or like something intuitive that just I don't have to do a whole research paper. I could just be like, I felt like this the other day, and I did this. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, it's good to have a structure in that, and and sometimes it more can come out of it. 
But then yeah. again, there's also that sense of uh, freedom that you get from just being able to do whatever you want without needing to follow a uh, set of curriculum or criteria. Do you feel like you're more comfortable in one way than the other? Or do you feel like you're better at creating in one way over the other? I like I like the process of research. I really like it. But mm-hmm. also, I really enjoy um, being spontaneous and stuff and like being intuitive because I never had much experience with that until like recently. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so fun because yeah, it's it's genuinely just intuitive, and you you surprise yourself what you come up with and like what comes out of you, and you don't expect that from you. And yeah, it's a lot of it is emotionally based and like emotionally driven, or like feeling based. Like a lot of it is what uh, I'm listening to, what is my surroundings what words i can see what what did i hear the other day that i liked what is like it's very like i'm absorbing my environment you know i'm like mm. putting it yeah. out there i think i see that a lot especially in your series i keep calling it your series of white face because i don't know <laughs> contextualizing contextualizing it in a khaliji perspective That's white so face funny. feels like a very appropriate way of describing it i think i hope i'm not imposing any like biases or like misunderstandings but um and then i also see that emotion in your your series because it's such a depressing such a depressing set of images of your face um projecting your literally yeah that whole idea of projection is very evident through the makeup through the expressions through the close-ups through the angles and then i just i want to quickly touch on the difference because we have two series of especially uh, the last image like uh sorry like uh, to cut you off Salem, especially in the last image when you're wiping it off or like wipe i don't know if you're mm-hmm. wiping a tear or wiping yeah. the like a tear. the makeup yeah. yeah yeah i just feel like exactly uh, for me my first reaction to that was you're wiping a tear mm. and then i was like wait a minute and is then... he wiping his makeup off i don't know it was it's a very nice no. little it's it could be i don't know i didn't think of it like that but it also could, that, also i just want to give you a hug i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is it's not just like oh is he crying or whatever. it's like yeah it's yeah, like yeah. the concept of like am i acting or am i here yeah okay yeah yeah but but there's a bit of contemplation as well with the first image there's a bit of contemplation going on i feel like you can read that mm. there's like or at least that's what I read as a, an audience member. What I wanted to highlight was like, um, honestly, I don't remember. I don't remember. At this point. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, we no, can I maybe just move on. No, wait, you're yeah. asking about white yeah. face, and you were saying something along the lines. And that, do you think it fits in this society, considering that we are Khalijis and we sort of can identify with that? And then you also said something about the second series. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I was thinking about how um, projection changes in the second series because in the first series it's a bunch of stills that exist separately but obviously mm-hmm. they're all a part of a collection and then the second mm-hmm. series it's more of one still that has multiple stills within it so yeah. I wonder and this is the series that has your face in it and your expressions in it mm-hmm. so I wonder if when you project yourself I wonder, okay, how do I say this? Like, I wonder, like, when you project yourself in a singular format rather than a 
something that's separated like the first series does it emphasize like more reality does it emphasize like i know myself more i know what my what i want to put out more i know who i am more when you compare the two series do you see yourself more truly presented in one series more than the other is essentially what i'm trying to ask mm, that's a good question uh i think the the one you're talking about with the bunch of cells coming together that's more of a like well the process was more like spontaneous you know so it was more like me just seeing what would come out from just like like i don't know just creating a bunch of facial expressions and just seeing what would come out in this costume mm-hmm. because at the same time that's also a costume. costume this is also a costume interesting yeah it's not it's not me that's not me like i i th- maybe you thought that was me but that's not me either like it's what's that thing on the side um is it an earring looks like yeah it's a it's a monkey oh okay <laughs> that's interesting i was gonna then. ask you like uh what did you use to take these uh photos uh, for this one like D- dslr dslr okay so you weren't like there was no viewfinder or anything you were just going for it yeah i was just like oh, i hope this catches me <laughs> i love that it was more about hedonism i was like talking about hedonism. okay interesting mm. like the the sea pleasure do you want to go into that you know it's it, no i don't to be honest it's more about <laughs> it's self-explanatory <laughs> That's okay, yeah. I think I like the idea that you brought up of costumes and how both of them are just two completely different costumes and neither them, neither of them is a costume that represents you. Um, so then like just transitioning into this idea of costumes and what represents you, do you think you have a representation for yourself in Khariji spaces? Do you think costumes and performance and buildings that you walk into and etc do you think that there is any space where your khaliginess is dictated by you rather than dictated by a costume a performance a building or the environment or the environment around you yeah and i know you don't like putting at least i think from the last time we spoke you said something about labels and stuff but like just yeah i don't know like in an organic way so whenever I dictate my khaliginess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that um, applies to you. I genuinely can't remember the last time I felt cheesy. Maybe when I'm speaking to my brother and I want to embrace that part of myself. Like I, like sometimes I want to improve my language. And we have just like normal conversations in Arabic. But maybe that small portion, I feel like, okay, I'm khaliji and kind and this this language of mine can't go away i feel like my khaliginess like exists in my brain or i feel like i put it on in my head and i understand myself as a khaliji in my head but then nothing about the way i or i never intentionally think about the way i'm presenting unless i have these things that we talked about, like buildings and people and processes and and whatever, all these different structures. Literally, if none of these structures existed, I'd be isolated with my head and with my thoughts. And then yeah. I wonder, like, if 
I begin to no, no longer exist as a Khaliji if I did not have no, because these at the end of the day, like without these quote unquote structures or whatever, uh, without family and culture, would not exist? You know what I mean? Like if that makes any sense, and then that way you'd just be human, human, like just experiencing the world, I guess. Whereas with I don't know, at least in my opinion, I feel like the reason that we are the way that we are or like we speak the languages that we do or perceive things the way that we do is because we've been brought up with it. And then sometimes you can, sometimes it does truly become a part of you and you feel like you can't disconnect it from yourself. Whereas other times you feel like um, it is a performance and you are like fulfilling an expectation or because you're in a specific place like, oh, I'm going to uh, my extended family's house or I'm going to my grandparents' house. Like I need to act specific way or whatever whereas there's times where you're by yourself and I feel like your thoughts sort of spiral in a way that they wouldn't spiral and had you not been brought up the way that you did do you know what I mean yeah literally all of this came from a spiral of thoughts like going yeah. back to your whole thing Ali of like spontaneous ideas like every single thing related to religionists for me has been just one thought that spiraled into this big, huge collective of a bunch of different people just all looking at things. And right now we're here sitting with Ali and talking uh, to him about performance and moving and, yeah. and performativity and mm -hmm. etc. Yes. Well, I think... Um, Do you think you're a theater person? I don't think yeah, I'm a theater person. I've been told that I've been, I would have been good at it. Gabriel, singing. <laughs> It does sound fun. I do like seeing theater. <laughs> I do like uh, seeing theater kids. I like plays. But I don't know if I'm mm. a theater kid. <laughs> yeah. But um, thank you, Adi, so much for joining us. Thank you, Adi, for talking to us about performance. Um, yes. I think that's an interesting motif to look at. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything you want, you want to say before we end this? Um... Love you. <laughs> hey, are you gonna say it back? Love you too. I said it. I said it. I said love you too. Wow. Are you gonna say it to Shamsa? Yeah. Yeah, I said to both of you. Exactly. Okay. So are you gonna say it back you. to Shamsa? Of course. Uh, there's so much love in my heart for everyone and everything. <laughs> Yalla, thank you everyone for listening and thank you, Adi, for yeah, joining thank us. Thank you so much, Adi, okay. for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that was such a fun conversation. I forgot that, again, I forgot that, like I said at the beginning of the freaking episode, I forgot that there was a podcast happening. I love when that happens. I love when we can just like, I don't know. I've been getting a lot of comments saying that like, oh, this feels like a conversation with friends, you know, and thank God it does because us trying to be professional is not, it's not something that can work out properly, realistically. For the long run. Yeah. Yeah. No, I and know. I think it's so interesting because like, we're all such like performancey people when we want to be. But when it comes to these conversations, mm -hmm. I think because we finally get a break, we finally get it like, because again, these conversations that that have been ruminating within us for like decades, yeah. um, they finally get to come through. And it's like a moment of like, okay, someone's finally going to like connect with me on yeah. this. Exactly. So I, feel like and I love that. We, we, we genuinely disconnect and we like just 
hone in on the topic that we're addressing. And it's so funny because I, I'd never thought that the podcast would be so natural. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I was like, oh, we have to do this and the questions and that and whatever. Wallah, and oh my so God, nervous. all the prep and mental like exhaustion and the like, yeah. that is just, it would, I mean, everyone's like, how do you start a podcast? How, just start it. I don't know. Like, yeah. but have, have a good have topic. I'm not yeah. here for like, exactly. <laughs> I'm not here for like random ass convo. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, anyways, I just cursed and I was like, should I say that? It's fine. It's um, if you want to continue yeah. having this conversation with us, go follow us on Instagram at salif.collective. That's S-W-A-L-I-F dot C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E. Um, if you want to even further continue this conversation, purchase our book and read all of the different perspectives and interact with it, critique it, review it, res- like respond to it online whatever yeah i want to take this opportunity to literally say to every single one of you like i've had so many friends hit me up being like oh i thought this and i thought that and i'm like please put that in our comments we're so ready to have conversations with you yeah this is exactly I'm so what ready. we want yeah this is exactly what swadif is all exactly. about we love we'd love to hear back from you so thank you so love. much for tuning in and we cannot wait to see you again See you next Saturday. Visit our website, www.soalf.store. Visit Ali's page at alila.002. On and Instagram. Yeah, I think that's it, right? Yeah. yeah. Th- there we go. Oh, oops. Not another curse. <laughs> 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 see you next. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or yeah, good night. Good night.